Welcome to Hard Drive Ministries, where we believe the body of Christ is a living, breathing, moving organism. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Amen. 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 Um, praise God. I, I thank the Lord for another day. I thank the Lord for another week. Uh, thank God for us coming together. Uh, we come together to fellowship, and uh, we come together to praise His holy name. Amen. I want to begin with the reading of the word in Psalms uh, 95 and 96. You don't have to go there, but I'll read it to you. It says, Come and let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise uh, to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise with unto him with songs. For the Lord is great, a God and a great king above all gods. Psalm 96, 1 through, excuse me, I read 95, mm-hmm. 1 through 5, and uh, Psalms 96, 1 oh, through 4. Uh, it says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord and bless his name and show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen and his wonders among all the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all other gods. Amen. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's worship God. Um, I was given a request. Uh, Brother Carol would like for me to sing um, a solo, and I'd like to sing that solo. But after that, I'd like to sing some congregational hymns, and I want you guys to worship God and um, give him a wave, give him a clap, and let's just fellowship and um, praise our God. Amen. Amen. Because God is worthy. He didn't have to wake us up. Lord, I live my life for you, because without you there is no me. Lord, I sing this song for you, please listen to the melody. As I praise your name on high, and I spread your fame abroad, Lord, I'll give you all the glory, because the glory is rightfully yours. Amen. How can I endure the test when my flesh is so weak? How can I proclaim your truth when at times I cannot speak? Lord, before you created the world, you knew me by name. You knew the life that I would live along with all of the shame. That's why I live my life for you. Because without you there is no me. Amen. That's why I'll sing my song for you. Please listen to the melody. I watch many approach your throne, acting like it is their own, stealing glory from your Christ, acting like they are his clones. The water of the word. Is what we continue to dream and leading people to your truth. And it's the only way we're supposed to think. That's why I live my life for you. Because without you, there is no me. That's why I live my life for you. Because without you, there is no me. And as I praise your name on high. As I spread your fame abroad, Lord, I'll give you all the glory, because the glory's rightfully yours. That's why I live my life for you. Because without you, there is no me. 
that's why I live my life for you. Because without you there is no me. That's why I live my life for you. Because without you there is no me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. My God gives everything I need and then more. He gives me everything that I need and more. My God gives everything I need and then more. I know that He gives. Amen. He gives me everything that I need and more. His love, it endures when I can't go on no more. Amen. When I fall, I fall to my knees and I call on his name. Jesus, come and save me from my own self. I refuse to live my life without you. I'm tired of doing things my own way. When I do, I always go astray. My God gives. Everything I need and then more. He gives me everything that I need and more. I'm free. Today I know I am free. Amen. I'm free today. I'm free indeed. My God gives me everything I need and then more. I know that He gives. He gives me everything that I need and more. My God gives me everything I need and then more. He gives me everything that I need and more. And I'm free. Today I know I am free. I'm free indeed. I'm free. Today I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. 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 Two solos and praise God. Amen. Now let's yes. praise God and let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. I want to sing uh, two congregational hymns and I want you to follow along. And um, see if you can catch it. And if you don't know it, just follow me and echo me. Amen. Love King. Glory to the praise. God, like Brother Carol said, God <laughs> when is so When we sing so in the world song, we can care less. We can turn up and pray for the <laughs> Lord. Because our song, we're singing with all yes. our might. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. Because the world turns up and they pop. And they do their thing, you know, and they do it to the fullest. And when we come together, let's praise God and let's worship Him because He's worthy to be praised. And I know y'all know these old hymns. Come, let us worship everybody. Everybody worship. Amen. Come, let us worship. Amen. It's time to praise the Lord. That's everybody. Right. Come, let us worship. That's right. Everybody worship. Amen. Come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. Come, let us worship. Everybody worship. Come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. When the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, I danced like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, I danced like David danced. I danced, I danced, I danced like David danced. I danced, I danced, I danced like David danced. Come, let us worship. Everybody worship. 
Come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. Everybody, come, let us worship. Let everybody worship. And come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. And when the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, I danced like David danced. Amen. When the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, I danced like David danced. Amen. I danced, I danced, I danced like David danced. Amen. I danced, I danced, I danced like David danced. Come, let us worship. Amen. Everybody. Everybody, you worship. Come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. Come, let us worship. It's time to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to sing one more song and praise our God. Amen. Because God is worthy to be praised. Amen. I want to teach y'all a song. And I know y'all heard it before in this ministry. We had it on CD. And I'd like to sing it now and worship God. God's love is always. Amen? Amen. I have it written down, and um, you can follow me along because God is worthy. It says, um, God's love is always, his compassion is uh, always, his mercy and his compassion endures forever. Amen? Amen. Hold on, let me find it. Hold on. God's love is always. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm looking for the song. Here we go. God's love is always. I'll sing the verse, and y'all just have to say always, always. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a praise because God's love is always. His mercy is always. His compassion is always. And his grace is always. We don't deserve his grace and his mercy, but he gives it to us, and we cannot earn it. Amen. Amen. Let's praise God. It's simple. It's a simple song that says, um, uh, follow me. God's love is always, always his mercy is. Always, always his Always, always his grace is. Always, always. Go on time. Follow me. God's love is always, always. Always, always. I'm going to point to you. I said sick. Always, always. Always, always. Always, always. Always, always. Always, oh, always, watch me. God's love is always, always. His mercy is always, always. His grace is always, always. His compassion is oh, always. One more time. God's love is always, always. His mercy is always, always. His grace is always, always. His compassion is oh, oh. One more time. God's love is always, always. His mercy is. Always, always. His compassion is always, always. His grace is always, always. Satan was a liar from the beginning. That's right. He tried to deceive men to keep sinning. Because he thought he was winning. Until Christ came. And gave his life on the cross. Said he died for your Lord. Because he is the source of our salvation. That's right. Satan always knew it. That's right. That God alone could do it. And deliver us. God's love is always, always. His compassion is always, always. His mercy is always, always. His grace is always, 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 
Just had to shout you out, Kenya. Thank you. You know, and um, we love her. Yes, you know, we do love her. Amen. You know, she's our sister. And that never changed. You know, one thing I love about the difference from your biological sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. from your spiritual sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. your relationship goes to the grave, mm-hmm. but your spiritual sisters and brothers goes to into eternity. Amen. Forever Amen. and ever. But we, you know, we because we don't understand the gospel the way we need to and understand what it really means to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't, we can't get this thing right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't treat each other right. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't act like we'll, we'll still give our biological family that don't know the Lord more credibility and more, mm-hmm. you know, more, more of our attention, more of our love than our Christian family. Mm-hmm. And God, God had to teach me how not to do that, how you know, when mm-hmm. I like when, you know, Jesus was the mm-hmm. prime example. Jackie uses this scripture relentlessly. When they said, Jesus, your mother and brothers outside. And he said, who's my mother? Who's my brothers? Only those who do the will of my father. Because they was calling him, trying to get him to come away from his ministry. You know, there's time. And he was God, you know. And if God don't reveal to us, even our family, who reveal to our family who we are, they won't see it either. Mm-hmm. We want them to see it. Mm-hmm. Christ went through it himself like, he showed us. Mm-mm. I'm God. Like, I was born supernaturally through Mary and Joseph. They knew. They knew this birth. And they still don't understand because God has to reveal it to our family. Sometimes we get discouraged with them and we don't, you know, we run out of gas with them. But God has to reveal it to them. And for some reason, he holds it back. But we can't get caught up in that. We got to continue to preach the gospel and continue to connect ourselves with people who are about the gospel. Amen. We Amen. cannot, you know, get so caught up and we surround ourselves. I was I was telling a friend of mine that how we got to be careful because Satan plants people. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of his people. They don't know he's controlling them. Mm-hmm. They have no control. You know, they don't believe that he exists. Mm-hmm. One pastor said the biggest lie Satan ever promoted was that he was he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So he's he, he does and he controls them. And they serve him and he connects them to, they like, he like plants them. Mm-hmm. Like we look in our country, you'd be like, yo, it's a lot of plants over here, like terrorists. Mm-hmm. But Satan does that too. He plants strategically people in our lives that's like a stumbling block. We don't realize it, but they're there to keep us from being all we're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. So we have to be careful of the plants. We got to recognize uh, 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 the people. I was telling this to Brother Mike. I said, Brother Mike, we got to recognize the people that... We got to love them, mm-hmm. and we got to pray for them, but we got to know who they are. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Really, like, yo, you ain't down with God. You're a threat. <laughs> Love you and everything, but you are a threat. And we got to keep them away from that sphere where we know that they, if they get in, they'll cause problems. And they're getting away of what we need to do for the Lord because they don't know that Satan is using them and manipulating them to keep us from being who we're supposed to be in Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get into the word. <laughs> Last week, uh, we talked about a lot of things. Um, we talked about what I call the fruits of faith in 2 Peter. 2 Peter uh, 1, 5, 4 through 9. And we touched on a lot. It was a lot. I mean, it was practically the whole, took over the whole service. But, and there was an open prelude. It wasn't even a message. But it was some good stuff, you know. And we touched on a lot of good stuff. But a few things I left out. Before I go into the message and go back into where I left off last week, I want to highlight some things because uh, uh, this is part two to that message. And I was looking at it. I said, man, I skipped over some stuff. Mm. You know, one thing I want to I want to touch on in verse nine, second Peter, verse nine, one, nine, eight and nine, I believe, or nine. I don't have it in front of me, the scripture, but he spoke about two words I touched on. He in the scripture, he, he touched on two words. What happens to the believer? Remember, we talked about he says the believers don't operate in those in those in those in those qualities that we you know, they don't operate it because. In it because they're blind and, and some of them forgot. Remember we, we touched on that last week, right? Mm -hmm. But the focus is on the word. Let me read it. Oh, let me go back. What is it? Verse? Chapter 1, verse 9, I think it is. Okay. 1, 9. It says, but he that lacketh. Remember we spoke. Let me go over. We spoke about what, 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 we, what Christians' responsibility to add to their faith. We spoke about it last week. Knowledge, temperance, uh, uh, patience, godliness. Uh, brotherly kindness mm -hmm. uh, and love, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, but he that lacketh these things, the things I just mentioned, is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I went back and I looked at that word forgotten because I don't think I did enough justice to it. And I learned something that I didn't know before. That They said it comes from a word they use uh, about this. The Bible speaks about Leviathan. Not Leviathan. It's like this creature the Bible uses to illustrate and a lot of people said it might be Satan, it might be this. I don't know, right? But it, it mentions Leviathan like a sea creature. But they said there's a, 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 a story behind it. Like Leviathan, what it does is that he, he, he puts a spell on you, mm. right? And he puts a spell on you where you can't, you don't realize certain things. And that's what Satan does to us, mm. right? He'll put us in a situation, right? And he'll have us... That that situation become consume us, mm -hmm. and it'll be more important to us than our walk in Christ, wow. than reading the Word, than fellowshipping. It takes over our lives. That's what Satan does, and he blinds us with this. Whatever it is, he'll blind us with, mm -hmm. and we'll be in this thing, and we'll you know we'll think that you know God understands, and we'll make this thing so important in our life when it's not. Mm -hmm. When our relationship with Christ is everything. Amen. Our walk in crisis should be everything, but it's not. Satan will, whatever it is, sometimes it's tragedy. It could be fame. It could be money. It could be a woman. It could be a man. It could be just life in general. And it'll take over. And the gospel becomes minute. Fellowshipping and all. These qualities that he's talking about won't matter to us. And it's just it's like a spell Satan puts on us. And he, he controls us with it. And we got to be careful and always... I, I like I like a brother told me, he said, yo, man, check your faith. Make sure you you walk, you know, the Bible even says that, right? 
He says, he says, you got to make sure, Paul said, you got to check. Make sure you're in the faith. Amen. Make sure you're constantly checking yourself. Yeah. Be like, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. Come on, I don't know. Let me take my time. Let me let me regroup because we'll just go gun ho into stuff. Yeah. And be like, God bless it. God be like, I ain't blessing that. Amen. Amen. Yeah, hey, yeah. When you get tired, let me know. You know? Yeah. But um, it's like he puts a spell. Satan puts a spell on us, so to speak. And he blinds us with it. Amen? Amen. But um, I like what he says here. He says, I, he, he named these things, right? The virtue and uh, uh, virtue, we touched on it. Uh, right. uh, temperance, uh, uh, not knowledge, temperance, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing I said that I, I didn't say last week, one thing I should have said rather, I said these things should be actively and visibly flowing from our still, our, our still very prevalent sin nature. These qualities and these attributes should be flowing from our still very, even though we're still in the sin nature. Mm -hmm. These qualities that I just read, I'm gonna go and say it one more time: mm -hmm. virtue, knowledge, right? Uh, 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 temperance. temperance. Hey, oh, here goes patience, uh, brotherly, um, uh, godliness. Sorry, brotherly kindness, love. Even in our very prevalence in nature, these Peter said these qualities should be still visibly, mm -hmm. actively, mm -hmm. that people know, even in our sin nature. These qualities, right? And he says, if they are, he goes on, he climaxes. I want to say that again. I said it last week. He said, if these things, right, are visibly flowing, right? He says, he said, you will never be, uh, uh, neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's very important that we have these things in our lives, these qualities. Because we need to be, we don't want to be barren. Right. I think the worst thing you could be, and I said it last week and I'll say it again. What happens is we be, we begin to think that Christianity is about what we're not doing. Yeah. That okay, okay, I don't drink no more, I don't hang out no more, right, right, I don't right. curse no more, right. I don't do so what? Right. I don't That's do that you. no more. Right. That ain't why I'm saved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That benefits me. Right. That helps me anyway. Mm -hmm. That helps me not to go back to jail. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That my liver, I drink too much mm -hmm. of my liver and to die young, or my marijuana takes my brain cell. That benefits me when I don't live a riotous lifestyle. Right, right. But so what? I don't do that no more. That's not why I'm saved. Mm -hmm. But we make that when we stop and we get our little flesh on the chair. We start feeling ourselves. We're like, yeah, all right. But it's not about us. It's about Christ using us mm -hmm. and where he plants us. That is our ministry. But we'll walk away from our ministry and go somewhere else and do something else. Why do you think? I like what Flame said. He's a rapper from Cross Movement. He says that, God strategically planted me in this generation Amen. and gave me and revealed his son to me mm -hmm. right where he planted me to use me to his glory. Right. Everything he did lined me up for this time, for this place mm -hmm. to save me because he's concerned about the people around me. Mm -hmm. But we just be like, I'm saved. I'm good. I'm fine. Yes. Forget everybody else. I'm doing great. <laughs> what you doing? I'm doing good. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. Christianity ain't about me doing good. True, true. Having a good job, making money. True. Looking at people, you know, talking. That's not why I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed because Christ saw me yes. in darkness. Mm -hmm. Had mercy on me when I was yes. out there. I, I like I like a pastor sold me that. And I always said that. He said, brother, when you was running the street, doing all that stuff, he said, Christ don't love you more today mm -hmm. than he loved you back then. Mm -hmm. He loves you the same way. Oh, but you're feeling yourself. Mm -hmm. He love you the same way, bro. You think because you get through it, LA, he love you more? No, no. 
loves you the same way. So we got to realize that it's about what Jesus, you know, his, his, what he wants to do in us and through us. And let him do it. That's the problem. Right? We get so caught up in everything else. Right? But I want to go on and say something before I move on into the rest of two. One thing I want to hop on, I need to say this. Christians have to understand the moment you gave your heart to the Lord, you made it. You know, we wait to get, you know, we get a degree, we made it. We get a great job, we made it. We get a husband, we made it. We get a house, a car, whatever the world tells us. You know, I'll be looking at TV. I see all these rich people. They be looking like, yeah, I made it. Well, you know, you do the same thing. Try hard. Give it your all. Put everything into it. And you made it. You'll make it too. You can do it. I'll be looking at them like, what? I made it already. Amen. You ain't made it. That stuff, the Bible said, what? What 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 what, do, what can a man gain if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Yeah. I thought about Steve Jobs when he died. Mm-hmm. All that money. All that money and all that. Yeah, you know, didn't know the Lord. So my point is, it means nothing. The world makes you think that that they make you, you know, if you do it this way, you get money, hard, whatever, you you get famous or whatever that you made. Y'all gotta recognize that if y'all know Jesus today, you made it. Amen. You made it. Yeah. Stop acting like the world tell you and make you feel yeah. other than that. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at people. Y'all can't do nothing for me. Exactly. I love the Jesus attitude. When the rich young ruler came and said, Lord, what can I give you? He said, you can't give me nothing. Mm-hmm. And born again believers. And he didn't have no big house. The Bible said the son of man at that time had nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. But the kingdom of God, I love it, it's within you. All the attributes and the qualities of the kingdom is inside you. Amen. Love, joy, Peace, everything is in the side of the believer. And the qualities of the kingdom is in us. And the world should see us and nothing outer can penetrate that. But we make the world think they got something over us. We look at people like they so famous or they this and I'm that. Now look at them, you don't know Jesus. You ain't got nothing. And I don't never let them make them feel like they got something over me. I'm I'm of the royal family. I take that person. My father's not just the king. He's the king of kings. Of all kids. The Bible says every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Everybody's going to bow down to your God. To your Lord. And we representations of him. How dare we let the world think they got something above us. Think they got something to give us. I give you. I love Jesus said. I give to you. Can't give me nothing. The world can't give us nothing. They can't do nothing for us. But we make them think they can. We look at people because they got a little money, a little fame. We like, I be looking at them like they so lost. Amen. Oh, Amen. That's what you believe life is they about. You so lost. I sat up there and look at Whitney Houston, um, life and on the cable. I've never been so depressed in all my life. Uh, all the millions yeah. and millions of dollars. She's the most miserable, depressed person. Yeah. So money don't so bring so happiness. Hard. Money don't bring joy. The world can't tell you what mm-hmm. fame is. Uh, you made it. Don't ever let the world tell you. You know when you're famous, when you're famous in heaven. Amen. And your name rings bells from one side of the heaven to the other. When you step in there and he looks at you and say, well done, my faithful servant. Amen. He said, enter into my rest. That's Amen. when you're famous, when God knows you. Yeah. God don't know you, you ain't nobody. Hallelujah. Don't let the world make you feel that way. Right? Amen. One thing I like, it says that the world, when I was young in the Lord, I made a decision. 
I was in college. I'll never forget it. I had my Bible and I had my college books. Mm, mm, mm. And I realized that if I wanted to get the high marks in my degrees, mm. right? Mm. I realized that I had to put my Bible down for a while. I couldn't continue on mm -hmm. in my Christian learning. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at one and looking at the other. Mm. Now the world strives for masteries. Masteries. Like masteries. Everything the world strives for, they strive to master it. Mm -hmm. Like oh, if you got a master's degree according to the world standard, you good. Mm -hmm. Right? You get a good job. You make good money. Mm -hmm. Everything the world strives for is masteries. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to strive for mastery too. But I, had, I made up my mind to strive for it in Christ. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't get the world's recognition. I probably wouldn't make the money the world make. Mm. But I would have an unbelievable wealthy relationship mm. and healthy with God spiritually. Mm. I would be wealthy in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I had to I had to decide that day what mastery I wanted to mm. wanted to strive for. And for me, it was Christ. Amen. So I, I, I kind of pushed my college books to the back. And I began to read and study the scriptures. And throw myself headlong into the word. And buying commentaries and ordering the mm. Greek dictionary. And I Took those years and I said, well, I'm going to strive for mastery, but I'm going to strive for it in Christ. Mm -hmm. I love what um, God told Cain, and i never forget it, and this is where I'm going with this. He says that, he says, sin desires to rule over you. Mm -hmm. He said, but you shall master it. He wasn't really talking to Cain. Mm -hmm. That was for us. Mm -hmm. Those things, those scriptures is not really, really, it's timeless. When God speaks, he speaks into eternity. Mm -hmm. He knew we would read that one day. I would mm -hmm. read it. You would read it. He said, but you shall one day, you're going to learn how not to let sin dominate you. Mm -hmm. How not to let sin control you. How to rebel against your sin nature. Mm -hmm. How to tell sin, yo, I ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. I ain't going here. Mm -hmm. I ain't messing with him. I'm not dealing with her. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't need all that money. I'm good. Amen. He said, you're going to master it. See, we have to strive for masteries too. But we have to let the scriptures and everything. That's where that self-control. I left that out last week. Under, this goes under self-control. But my yeah. point is, we have to let the scriptures and everything show us how to not let sin rule over us no more. Even though we're still in this sin nature. You feel me? Amen. We can't let the sin nature dominate us. And make us think that, they, you know, there's some fun in this world and joy going on. There's something going on in this world that... That, that can give us more fulfillment mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I never got more fulfillment than when I stood in front of people mm -hmm. and I went back to the prisons that I did time in and I preached mm -hmm. and I seen all these yes, young men Lord, crying and come out God. and give their heart to the Lord. I ain't never experienced nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I got high, sniff cocaine. I did everything. Mm -hmm. I ain't never experienced a high like that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thing with Amen. God. Amen. There's no high Amen. other than that. Amen. And when I experienced that, I was like, mm. That was like a crack out for me spiritually. I was like, mm, I want some more of that. Amen. I need some more of that. Amen. But one thing God showed me, even though when I thought I was going a certain way, and I, at that time I thought I would be doing things different in Christianity, mm -hmm. God said, I want God wants us to stay humble with whatever God gives us. Amen. God wants, I don't care if God gives you a lot, it's not for people to know the name for you. You know, people get so caught up with being famous, they act just like the world. Christians, Christian leaders act just like the world. Like they do the same thing. They look for fame and they 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 buy big houses and cars and they fly and then, you know they, they they act famous. They act like they somebody, you know. But the point is, is that God wants us to stay humble. Yes. He wants people to be able to walk up on us and talk to us yes. and reach us. Some of these people are out of reach. Mm -hmm. You know what I like about Jesus? Anybody could walk up on him. Mm -hmm. When he was on the earth, you just wear Jesus. God, what's up? <laughs> and just talk to him. You know, his disciples used to act like bodyguards. He'd be like, "Yo, I got this, man. Let them come on." Especially little children. Remember they tried to block you? Oh, leave them alone. Come on, no, come on. 
What's up? Because at the end of the day, God wants you to keep it humble. That's why we do things the way we do it. That's why we do house-to-house ministry. That's why we do things on a humble scale. It ain't that we can't blow up and do everything. I see all these ministries. They be first thing they do. They be trying to blow up, let the world know, put my record out. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't know. I remember when we first started doing gospel music, one of the reasons why I backed up, because I was going to send some music to Gospel Centric and try to get with them. And I realized that the dude from Hustler owned that. Larry Flint, what's his Larry name? Flint. Larry Flint, the, the porn dude. Yeah. He owns yeah. gospel. So we was like, no. I was like, man, I ain't messing with that. I ain't put no money in that dude. Larry Flint, he started Dude is a pimp. He owns them. He owns gospel centric. He owns it. All everybody's under that label. Larry Flint. I wouldn't do it either. When I realized it was him, I said, Well, I ain't messing with that. I ain't messing with that dude. Oh, if I gotta go that route, forget it. You know, but but the point I'm saying is that, you know, when mm-hmm. when you keep it humble and, and, and stay the way God wants, this stuff, that stuff ain't important. Mm-hmm. I just want God to know my name. Mm-hmm. I want people to know me in heaven. Mm-hmm. When I see David, I want to be like, what's up, Calvin? You doing your thing now, man. I see Moses. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, the rook shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to know me like yeah. I know them. One thing I said last week I want to correct, too. I said, um, we can wait going to the message. One thing I said last week when I was talking about John... John was old, I said, when he wrote right. uh, uh, his letter, mm-hmm. right? First John. He was an old man when he wrote uh, the uh, 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 the Gospel of John. He was old. And I told y'all why he wrote it, because the Gnostics, the Gnostics uh, was yeah. putting out all that nonsense, mm-hmm. and he got mad, and he wrote it. But one thing I said, I said that Peter and all of them was dead, and I, I got to correct that. God is the God of the living. Mm-hmm. They're not dead. Mm-hmm. We don't die in Christ. The Bible says we live, yeah. right? Yeah. God is the God of the living, not the dead. They're not dead. They went on to be with the Lord. I, I had to correct myself. You know, I wanted to make that correction. Now, God is the God of the living. Amen. And they was gone at the time. They was with the Lord. John was still here. I know he was mad, right? Because that was his friends. He was like 90-something years old. He's like, man, I know he missed her. You know, you get a certain age, you miss your brothers and Lord. You don't know them people. You try to keep doing what God wants you to do. But he had to take a stand, you know? And that's what the gospel's for. The gospel's here, y'all, so we can take a stand and we can have, God can have our back with his word. And if we know the word correctly, I like I like the way uh, Paul put it. He says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In other words, he said, I know nothing can stand up against it. Amen. When you preach the gospel the right way, mm-hmm. no human philosophy of everything man and all he thinks he knows and all his knowledge, it will make it, it will knock it down and will chop it down to nothing. Nothing can stand up against the gospel of Jesus Christ. They said Paul was the champion spokesman of the gospel message. He went anywhere, any place. I like. I always say this. They say he stood at the school of Tyrannius for three years. In other words, Tyrannius was a school where people would come and they would debate whatever they believed. They said Paul stood there, went there every day, got up in the morning, was like, what's up? Let's go. Who's next? They said to the gospel, got out through the entire Asia. People was like, yo, this guy Paul, you're preaching about the gospel, man. He was, he was in there blowing cats up. He's like, nah, that's bull, bull. That's BS. And he would break down the gospel, and he stayed there for three years. Mm. They said to people, stop coming. They had no answers that's for it. That's when, because the Bible says that this is not just, you know, when it says it's God, I like Paul said, this is God's gospel. If it comes from God, meaning the theos, the true and living God, yeah. then nothing can stand up against that's it. Right. We got to be fearful. We got to think these knowledgeable people, like we mean educated people and be a little fearful, like they might know something. They don't know nothing. Yeah. The Bible says that professing themselves to be wise, they fools. Mm-hmm. The and our job is to, I don't care how deep, I like when they said Peter and them 
to begin to preach. And they said they knew they was just ordinary, unlearned men, but they knew they'd been with Jesus. I don't care how deep some of you've been with Jesus, you'll be able to blow it up. You'll be talking like a scholar. Like me, I got a GED. I ain't big time. Dude, I went to college. I went to cooking school. I went to, you know, but the point is, I got all this. Amen. It's Amen. Jesus. If he let him in, he'll come out. And he'll talk to people. And he'll show you how to, you know, put things together where people be like, wow, that's real. Oh, man. And shut people down. If the Holy Spirit is in you, Amen. you don't need all that. Like, let me use you. I'll show you how to do it. Because you got some people without degrees that's yeah. really educated. Like I ain't got all that nonsense, but I'll debate anybody. I debated my college professor and blew him up. He snuck back to me. He was like, yo, uh, you got anything, any information, any pamphlets I can read? I said, sure, professor, here you go. Read that. You know, we had a debate in front of the whole class. I shut Amen. him down. Amen. You understand? So God did it. Not me. Amen. I'm just a regular average Joe. I remember I told, I told my kids, I said, one time I couldn't even talk without cursing. Every other sentence, there was a long curse in it. My mouth was fat. You know, God cleaned it out. He washed it out with the water of the word. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, let's get into this word. Okay, last week, we stopped when we talked about those two guys. Y'all remember who they are? Uh, anybody, go to uh, 1 Timothy 1, 18, okay, 1, 18 and 19. I want to read that again. Is it? First Timothy. That's we going. You know, I'm gonna reiterate. I think chapter one, verses eighteen and nineteen. Wait, what chapter? One. I'm there. It's all right. No, let somebody else go. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, I got the amplified. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Read it. All right. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, so that inspired and by them you may fight the good fight and contend with false teachers, mm. keeping mm. your faith, learning completely on God with absolute trust and confidence on His guidance and His guidance, and having a good conscience. For some people have rejected their moral compass. And have made a shipwreck of their faith. Go ahead. Among these are, I can't pronounce them. How many is? And Alexander. And Alexander. Who I have delivered over to Satan. So they may mm -hmm. be taught not to blaspheme. Now, mm -hmm. I want to read this in the um, NAS. Mm. It says, keeping the faith. And I want to start, I want to focus on the word conscience. A good conscience, right? I like the way they put it here, right? Mm. Which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck. What is he talking about? Mm. Right? Mm. When you have a good conscience, mm -hmm. meaning that to trust and be sure, be confident, mm -hmm. trust, and be sure in the word of God. Mm. Right? One thing about Satan, one thing you got to understand about Satan, I'm going to stay here for a few minutes, right? He's an expert. He is an expert on deception. Yeah. He's a master. That's his master. He's a master deceiver. Yeah. He's been deceiving people long before we even thought about being born, yeah. right? Long before, uh, 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 we, you know, you think as far back as you can, he deceived, deceived, deceived. He was always there in every generation since Adam and Eve deceiving somebody, right? And he don't just deceive people on the small scales. He deceives people by the millions. Yeah. Right? And he's good at it. Mm. Right? 
And one thing he does, and you got to understand, right, what Satan does, right? All he has to do is get you to doubt. Mm. Let me show you what he does, right? He gets you to doubt. And what is doubt? Doubt is like getting your foot in the door. That's what he does. Doubt can save you get your foot in, right? That's how Satan does. Once he gets you to doubt, his foot. Like we say in the, we used to say in the hood, if I get my foot in, my whole body's coming next, right? His whole body coming in after. But first he got to get some foot in me. Remember back in the days, you see the salesman trying to close the door to put their foot. Wait a minute. Next thing you know, they stand in your living room selling your vacuum cleaner. You see them old movies back in the day, right? But it started with their foot. That's how they taught them. Get your foot in the door. Bam! Wait a minute. And then their body's in there. That's how Satan is. He gets his foot in, his body's coming out, right? Once his body get in there, you're in trouble, right? Now, I want to say something, right? Satan was in the garden. One thing he did, and he doesn't change his place, and I, I, y'all really got to understand this. If y'all don't get this, I feel bad. He don't change his place. He runs the same place. Pick and roll? The pick and roll. That's the same place since basketball started. She always asks me about it. What is that, right? The pick and roll. You can't stop it. But Satan's like that. He runs the same place. Like, what's his name? Vince Lombardi did with the Packers. Remember that play? They still doing that, right? The same place. Don't change it, mm. right? Because what happens is Satan knows that it works. Mm. He used it on our mother Eve effectively. What did he say to Eve? And I like what he said. I like if you look at it, you'll learn. You'll learn something if you read it. He said, he said, did God really say that? You know what Eve was supposed to do? Soon as Satan said that, he was supposed to. She was supposed to kick that little serpent <laughs> like a football. Get on out of here, serpent. God did say that. Don't you come back over here with that mess no more. That's how we supposed to treat it. But you know what the enemy, once we go, well, maybe he got you. Once he began to think, hmm, David, he got you. That's that doubt. You see right there? She wasn't supposed to even, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to entertain conversations with things that you know is coming against your faith and against your beliefs. And when somebody's coming against it and trying to get you to do something else, and it don't always have to be religion. Right, it could right, be right, anything. Right. You, God, you know, the enemy's trying to get you to yes. do it. And you know in your heart, I'm a Christian. Should I be doing this? Should I be here? Should I be going there? And say be like, wait a minute. God understands. You're just trying to do this. And you'll be sitting there like, Right? One thing, and I, I was sharing with my kids, and one thing I, t I told I told them, I said, you got to be with Satan. That stuff come in your mind. You got to shut it down instantly. Because he get that footage, he coming. Right? Our body's coming. But it starts with, like he told, he told Eve, did God really say that? Right? What, and I said, and what is God really saying? And once he say that, that's how you get a lot of false teaching. Is the Bible really teaching that? What is God really saying? Does the Bible really teach that? And you'd be like, I don't know, let me look. And you, yeah, I got you. <laughs> what is God really teaching? This is, how, this is where Charles Taze Russell came from. All these people, uh, 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 Joseph Smith, all them fake false teachers, I call them. Right? And all these different, you'd be like, well, where they came from? Satan came to them. Is the Bible really, is Jesus really God? Yes, he told the Gnostics. Maybe he isn't God. What if he isn't? He like, I don't know. He got you. Right? And he did the same thing to her mother in the garden. He said, did God really say that? And she entertained it. And he got her. Mm -hmm. And that led to the fall. We've been going through hell ever since, right? We've been, ever since then. Women, I feel sorry. Administration, all that stuff. Came from Eve. 
Sister told me she gets to heaven. First thing she gonna do is put Eve in a full Nelson. I thought that was funny, right? <laughs> Don't put it in a full Nelson, right? Put me through all this, right? right. So my point is, right? He got you with did God really say that? Did he really say it? Because if not, then you gotta be like, once he gets you to be like, well, did he really say it? He got you. And that's what he do to false teachers. He come the same way. Is the Bible really teaching that? Is God really saying that? And then they be like, hmm, he got you. Right? Now, he did this to these two guys. Alexander and was it Hermenius and Alexander. He did it to them. Because they knew what the Bible said. They started out in the faith. They started out, that's what he said, with a good conscience. Knowing that he said, don't be like these two dudes. Who didn't trust the word of God. Who didn't trust what was taught by the apostles. What we was teaching. And began to teach something else. Mm. If you really look at most of these teachers. They don't line up with the apostles doctrine. With the things they learned from Christ. And what they taught us. They don't line up with it. That's how I know it's not right. Mm -hmm. Because when I go in the scriptures. I'll be like that ain't saying that. That's not teaching that. You go in there looking. Even I always touch on tithing. You look at tithing. Paul. Paul never taught on tithing. He taught the Christian church everything about Christian living. And Paul wrote three-thirds of the New Testament. Why wouldn't he teach about tithes? Why would he just leave that up in the air for us to figure out? And he was a Pharisee. He wasn't like Peter enough. Not only that, Paul was a learning man. He, had, he was a scholar in his Pharisaic field. And he paid tithes his whole life. His father was a Pharisee. Right? So my point is, why wouldn't he teach us to tithe? When I look at scripture, I don't see that. That's why I don't do it. I can't prove it with the word of God. And this is what Paul was talking about, these two guys. He said that they blast. He said, I got to turn them over to Satan because they went against the apostles' doctrine. They went against the teachings that was given to them by Jesus. It told, they were telling people, Paul don't know what he's talking about. The reservation takes place. And it wasn't, like I said, they wasn't running around philandering and womanizing and drinking and smoking. They wasn't those type of guys. They just taught people that the resurrection took place in the heart of believer when he got saved. And there was no future resurrection. And Paul was furious with these dudes. We'd be like, that ain't that serious. We'll look at somebody's lifestyle. Like, well, they ain't not smoking and dancing and cursing. They disciplined it, man. So, you know, they got to be Christian. Heck no. If they not teaching right, if they not teaching the correct word, I don't care what they got lifestyle is like. I don't care if they only eat herbs, they live in the gym, they single. You understand what I'm saying? They celibate for 47 years. I don't care what they are. If they not teach the sound doctrine and they go against the apostles' doctrine, especially, then they not about they not walking in truth. And this is what Paul was saying. He said these guys. He said they. they he said they he said their words spread like cake. Remember that? Yeah. Spread like like yeah. cake is, is green green. He said they yeah. shipwreck your people with this nonsense. Mm, mm, he was mad at them. Mm. And you gotta be careful. Now I want to touch on where do these type of people? Where do they come from? Brother Calvin, you mind when you get a chance to touch on shipwreck too? Because that that hit me when I read that. Okay, shipwreck. I, okay, I I wrote it down. I think I got it here. Well, shipwreck. When it says it's shipwreck, it means it 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 stops you. It strands you. It leaves you stranded. It leaves you out. It separates you and leaves you out there where you can't grow spiritually. It just stops. Everything stops. It's like it cuts you off from, from
from everything else mm. and just leaves you off to, to yourself. Mm. And this is what these false religions do. My God. It cuts you off from, from yeah. God, God mm. from Christ. What it is, I'm going to touch on it in a little more depth. What happens is with gangrene, I told you last week, when it gets into your body, Paul said that word spread like cancer. In other words, when gangrene gets into your body, it stops the blood. Like God's word is our spiritual blood. Amen. It keeps us healthy spiritually. Yeah. And with gang, false doctrine is like gangrene. It stops it from flowing. And Paul said, like gangrene, the only cure for gangrene is amputation. Yeah. You got to cut it off. You can't apply medicine. You got too many people trying to apply medicine to false teaching. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. It has to be cut off and cut out. You got to be separated from it. Because if not, it stops everything. It shipwrecks you. When you get shipwrecked, think about what happened. You be sailing along, do 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 do, boom! Throw off this. You way out in nowhere. You can't get. You're out there. You see him cast away. He's out there, right? Mm -hmm. You be out there alone. You be by yourself. You don't realize that you shit, right? Spirit, because mm -hmm. Satan is a liar, the master deceiver. Mm -hmm. But you are. And Paul said, "This is what's happening when people don't hold to the truth mm -hmm. with confidence and boldness." I wrote it here. Hold on a second. It goes back to when it says our people perish for lack of knowledge, and not just lack of knowledge. But they don't trust God's word. These type of men, and I'm, I'm going to go into it a little more in detail. I'm not finishing. These type of men, what they do, they, they, that's why Peter, that's why uh, Paul said that Timothy had to battle. You read it with false teachers. You got to battle with them because that false doctrine is dangerous. And Satan has it everywhere. And that's why we sitting in this living room trying to learn and grow because it's out. You can't go nowhere. It's everywhere. You're like, oh man, you be sitting up and the music be good. You be like, yeah. As soon as the word comes for him, you be like, what? Like, what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about? That ain't the word of God. You know? So you, it's so hard now. But when you shipwreck again, it, it, it leaves you, it leaves you spiritually stranded. Amen. Amen. Spiritually. You just be out there. You know? But the problem is, Satan does it in such a way where you don't know you're stranded. You think you're good. But you're stranded. Now, hold on. I'm going to give it a little more. Let's go. Let's go to Matthew. Wait a minute. Let me make sure. I said, I said, what happened to these men, right? Men like them. I think the Bible gives us some insight on it. I believe it does. In Matthew 13, we're going to go to verse 13, 20 through 29. Alejandro, you can read that and get there. Speaks about the four soils. Oh, amen. You got to understand, I always say this. Out of every four believer, I believe one is genuinely connected to Christ. Mm. These is four. When I say believers, the Bible says the devil believes in trouble. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, it's, you know, I don't mean you're born again. These are people had, that had the potentials of being a Christian. Like, they, they seem like it in the beginning. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, uh, Jesus breaks down what happens. Mm -hmm. It's the four different type of people we're going to encounter. Right? Four different type of people. He breaks down. And three of them was not connected out of the four. Go ahead. Uh, uh, 13 what? Start at verse 20. But he who received the seed on stony places... This is this is who who hears the word. Okay, stop right there. I want you to go back. Go to verse eighteen and read down. You're gonna read yeah. all four of them. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. Okay. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, 
Then the wicked one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in his heart. Hmm. This is he who received the seed by the by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. Mm. For when tribulation or persecution mm-hmm. arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares of the world, mm. this world, and the deceitfulness of mm-hmm. riches choke mm. the word, and he who becomes unfruitful. Mm. But he who receives the seed on good ground is mm. he who hears the word and understands it. Mm. Who, who indeed bears fruit and yeah. produces some a hundredfold, mm-hmm. some sixty, mm-hmm. some thirty. Start right. Yeah. Okay? Four yeah. different types of people, only one genuinely got it. Mm. But all four start out the same way. Mm-hmm. They all might all four of them will be there together from the gate. Mm-hmm. But out of the four, three of them gonna go contrary, one might stay. Right? Mm-hmm. So my point is, uh I always say uh one out of four, right? But the point I want to make too is on verse, the one that jumps out at me is on verse, is at verse 20. He said, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hath the word and anointed with joy receiving me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Lord, you read it down. They'd be happy, right? The beginning time. God is good, brother. This is that. You see him? I know he's saved, right? <laughs> right? And he says, yeah, have no root in him. But endure for a little while, for when tribulation and persecution arises, because of the word, by and by he is offended. Now, that blew me up. The focus is on the word offended. Because I told y'all this before. The Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Greek. And it was written in a, 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 a Corne Greek. And that, that's a dead. They don't even use that language anymore. It's not even available. Right? So in order to understand some of these scriptures, you understand... Uh, 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 one English word could represent like nine Greek words because the way they was meticulous in their style. You, so you can't just run with stuff. Like certain people be running with stuff. I'm like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. Slow down. That's not what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not that you know, but I got a Greek card. I just look up the word and I'll be like, wow. You'll lose it if you don't really take your time. That's why the Bible says teachers receive greater than condemnation. Mm-hmm. You can't just read the word. And, and I, that's why I always get on uh, Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, Charles Taze Russell uh, uh, they asked him, they said, well, how, how, how did you make your own Bible? How did you make the New World's yeah, Translation? New World's Translation right? They said, how did you how did you pin it down? Like, okay. Think it out loud. All right. They said, how did you how did you write how did you write it down? Right? What did you do? And he said, Well, I studied. They said, You study, and then they think this was in the court, this is in Brooklyn. He was on trial for something else, but they wanted to show the jury his credibility, his credibility was shot, right? So they said, well, you made your own New World Translation. I hear all that. Where did you study? Mm. What school? Like, you got to know the Greek. He, you know all that? He said, yeah, I, I did it my way. Said, you did it your way? <laughs> what? And how did you do it? As a matter of fact, man, what, what grade did you complete? You dropped out of school in sixth grade. So what you got? Sixth grade education, bro? He didn't even have his GED. He even got your GED. Talk about you understanding dead languages. Study the Greek. You making your own Bible? Are you crazy? It wasn't saying he got. Yes. Millions and millions of people follow this fraud. You know? And when I tell people, he 
have nothing to do with. I said, yes, he do. Everything he wrote, y'all believe? Mm. Word for mm. word, I show mm. you everything he taught. You believe that? Mm. He had anything to do with it. He was a, a charlatan. I mean, if I wasn't saved, I would respect him because he made millions of dollars off his, <laughs> off his hustle. But the point is, what is them know? Right? I respect him. He got paid. He get money. Right? He was a fraud. Not because I said he's a fraud. He, he was, this is like what I'm telling you. You can look it up. You can punch it up. Getting that bag being a fraud, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, it says, uh, the stony places you were talking about. The stony place. I was looking for something. I haven't looked up here. I said the focus here, right, is on the word offended, right? One thing that we got to understand, right, is that it didn't say, right, that, oh, I got it here. It didn't say that, um, that he had, because of, let me get this right. It didn't say because of uh, uh, because of their mental disability to understand the extreme trials they were going experiencing. Because of meaning that why am I? It didn't say like they was going through so much mentally because of the trials and tribulations and their own weak flesh. It was like ah oh, man, I can't handle. It didn't say that. Mm -hmm. It said because of the word. Mm. It was something about the word that wasn't working for them. Mm. There's something the way the word was being taught. And what the way they had to, you know, to promote the word and the way they had to represent the word in the midst of all that, they wasn't feeling. Mm. I always get on this and, and, and like a lot of the, the faith teachers, the I call them prosperity teachers. Mm -hmm. they, they hate trials and tribulations. They say that God wants us to always never to be sick. That God always, you know, wants us to be rich. And they teach this I'm stuff in like a lot of fellowships. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I came up even under that doctrine at one time. Mm -hmm. Right? So I realized that trials and tribulations... Is a part. There's no way you can preach that and teach the word the right way, because God says that them in Christ will be persecuted, will suffer persecution. But these guys were a little different, and I I did a little research on I, the the word I looked up offended. And I thought it just meant, you know, they was like, oh man, I can't deal with this. That's what it sounds. Mm -hmm. Forget this Christian stuff. No, it doesn't mean that. I looked it up in the Greek, right? It says, okay, but anyway, don't worry about it. It says, um, I said I want to highlight, right? The only thing God holds above his name is his word. So if you have a problem with the word, you have a problem with God, right? Sound doctrine produces a sound mind. I said in the believer. And in turn, it produces sound, it produces teachers who teach sound doctrine. But these kind of people wasn't feeling it, so they bailed out. But the question is, where do they go? Right? Now, I said, uh, the word offended. I'm going to tell you what it means. The word offended, it means to cause to sin, right? Or cause somebody to fall into sin or be a stumbling block to others. Mm. Yeah, in the Greek. It means to be a stumbling block, of course, somebody. Like these type of people, not that they fell off and went back in the world. Mm -hmm. I believe they became false teachers. Mm -hmm. They became stumbling blocks. They, they begin to teach the word differently mm -hmm. and curve the word in a different direction. Because I looked up the word, I was blown away. I said, well, what they got to do? I thought it meant people be like, oh, man, that's messed up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go 
through this. That's not the word then. The word dead, you can look it up for yourself. Anybody hearing this or going to do their own work, means to cause to sin or cause somebody, right, to fall into sin or to be a stumbling block to others. We can learn that. The same word is used in 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 13. You can go there, uh, Brother Alejandro. 1 Corinthians what again? 8, 9 through 13. Alejandro, I know you ain't go to the front of the book. I know you ain't go to the front of the book. No, you ain't go to glossary, bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, maybe I should read. I got, I got, I got, I got. I'm right here. First Corinthians eight. I have it. You know, right? I'll read. It says, um, eight. 1 Corinthians 8, 8, 9, and 10. It says, But meat, but meat commandeth us not to God, for neither if we eat we are the better, neither if we eat not we are the worse. But take heed, least by any means, this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. What is he talking about? They was writing Paul about, there were some Christians that was in the temples, right? Them, them, them temples, them idolatrous temples. And they was eating anyway. It's like, I'm saying by grace, I'm hungry. And then I'm with the other Christian. And Paul said, look, man, if it's offensive to your brother, don't become a stumbling block to him. Don't do that to him. He said, just don't eat. Y'all go somewhere and eat together. Like, don't sit there and eat his face. He's like, brother, I don't think we should be doing this. He said, you're going to become, that's the same word there. Like, you're going to become a stumbling block to this man. And that's what happens, I believe, to these type of people that when they start off with us, with joy, and they hear the word, and they, because of the word, and what it's the way it's teaching, what they, the way they receive, and they like, nah, I ain't feeling that, and they become false teachers. That's what I said. This is what happens to they become stumbling blocks. They leave. They, the other two is different, but not these people, right? I said I believe these kind of people become perfect candidates to fall into false teaching, and become false teachers themselves. I call them the itching ear preachers. It means that. The Bible says in the last days, men would rather preachers to themselves. To, like they have itching ears, like just to preach whatever people want to hear, you know, so they can make money. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's what you want to hear. Yeah, Doctor Seuss, the cat ran up the the, the tree. Whatever you want to hear, just give us, you know, drop the money in the, in the pot. You know, I call them itching ear preachers, right? But they deviate from sound doctrine. This is what happens, and I believe that because of the word. And the way the word is being, the way we have to teach the word, they don't like it. Mm -hmm. See, we, sometimes, I'm going to tell you, you know, there's a lot of scriptures. I'll be, I, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait before I go into that. But I'm, some of us don't like the word even. I'm going to prove it to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of things in the word, I'll be like, ah, man, I got to do that. I don't like it. Right? But I'll be like, Lord, I'll do it. You know? But it's when we don't like it and be like, nah, I'm going against it. I'm going to find a way to teach against it, too. Some pick and choose, right? We're not feeling it. Yeah, a lot of us do that. But we're going to go back. We talk about, is sin, they remember the title? Is sin, sin. Now, back to our original point, is sin, sin. Now, I looked at, in the Old Testament, what I like, there are two words that jumped out at me for sin, right? That's frequently used, right? And I want to highlight it. The first word is iniquity. Anybody knows what iniquity is? Iniquity. 
throwing it out there. Nick, you hear that? Did everybody hear that term? Yes, Nick, many times. But there's a, there's a connotation that comes with it. When you hear that term in the Old Testament, it's, it's, it comes with something. Sinning against sinning against um God uh, with false doctrine. A little bit, okay. But iniquity. Diane. The best way to learn about what iniquity really, really is, is in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 4. We're talking about is sin, sin. Because we started off by saying, John said, there's a sin that leads to death. There's a sin that leads to death and a sin that leads not on to death. And he says, and he spoke about the false teachers. He said, don't pray for them. Remember we touched on that? Right. Would you like me to read? Because technically they were leading people to death. Yes. Preaching that false doctrine. Okay, you can read. Chapter 4, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which verses? Uh, chapter 4. I'm sorry. Let me go there because I ain't there yet. No problem. 5 and 6. Four, are you guys there? Yeah. Okay. Four, I have assigned you the years of their wickedness and punishment, according to the number of the days, 390 days, representing 390 years. Mm. In this way, you shall bear symbolically the wickedness and punishment of the house of Israel. When you have completed these days for Israel, lie down again. But on your right side toward the south, and you shall bear the wickedness and punishment of the house of Judah forty days. I have assigned you one day for each year. You said five and six. Right? You can stop right there. What is it? Wickedness, and so that word could be translated iniquity. Mm -hmm. Can I read from my Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead it says, um, For I have laid on you the years of their iniquity, mm -hmm. according to the number of days, 390 days. So you shall bear the iniquities of the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. And when you have completed them, lie again on your right side. Then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah 40 days. I have laid on you a day for each year. You can stop right there. What is he talking about? When he counted 390, he counted from the day that the children of Israel, the ten tribes, the, the, they broke off into two kingdoms. After, after Solomon died, his son, um, Rehoboam, took over. When Rehoboam took over, they broke off into two kingdoms, the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. Right. Southern kingdom represents uh, Benjamin and Judah. The northern kingdom represented the other ten tribes, right? Mm -hmm. The other ten tribes went under a man by the name of Jeroboam. Mm -hmm. And Jeroboam, because he was afraid, mm -hmm. he didn't trust God. Remember I talked about? Right. I'm going to go back to this point right here real quick. Mm -hmm. I don't jump ahead of myself. And he told, holding your faith in good conscience. This is powerful, yeah? See what I'm finding? Right? To have confidence and trust and to be sure. Because he didn't have confidence, he didn't trust, and he wasn't sure on the word. Because God came to Jeroboam. And he told him, look, Jeroboam, trust me. Serve me. Mm. Jeroboam said, nah, man. I ain't doing none of that. Right? Mm. He was too afraid. You know what fear does? Mm. It drowns out the word the truth. It just makes us fear. We start being fearful. Especially when we get fearful, finances really fit. You know, you don't have no money up. Whatever thing, you know, we live in a generation that's governed and guided by money, so I got to bring it, make it more real. Fear. You be like, I'm broke. I got to do something. You know, we ready to sell God out. You know, for fear. And this was Jeroboam. He was afraid they was going to kill him. Mm -hmm. If he went back to Israel, 
because Rehoboam was uh, uh, Solomon's son, that they would turn against him and kill him. And, and God told him, yo, man, I got you. Mm. You don't got to go back to Israel. Mm. Uh, you can serve me. Wow. I'm going to give you all the try. He said, nah, I'm good. And he made up his own counterfeit religion because he wouldn't trust God at his word. And he started his own counterfeit religion and they called it the sins of Jeroboam. And the 10 tribes of Israel followed him in that. And God began to count their sins. That 390 years from the sin of Jeroboam to that time. It, Judah and Benjamin was good for a long time. And about 40 years, they fell off. They stayed good to God for a while. They had some good godly kings, but then they fell off. Right? So he said only 40 for, 40, 40 for Judah and Benjamin. But the rest of them dudes, 390 since they start, you know, they turned against me and began to worship that false worship. Bow, bow, bow worship, I think they call it. It was just, it was everything set up just like God, but it was, it was different. It was like Jeroboam just flipped the script. He knows, like most of these, these false teachers, they know his faith, mm -hmm. but he benefited from them. He became their king and made, and made them very rich, right? But the point is, is that, you know, like they said, religion is basically false religion, big business, right? But the point is, God began to count. See, you got to be careful. We saved by grace. When God is counting your sins, you in trouble. He began to count. He said, I counted your sins. You're in trouble. 390 years. See, iniquity is when you turn against the true and living God into something else. That's iniquity. That's when God counts. He start counting. When you you ain't meaning you ain't under grace. You're not under you're not under his provision. You out there to yourself, whatever you think you're doing, you out there. And he counted. Right? So he said, I'm counting. When you're under the iniquity now, God is counting. Right? Transgression is another different one. You got iniquity, and he spoke about transgression. Anybody know what transgression is? Huh? Transgression is a little different from iniquity. It has a different connotation. It means to it means to rebel or to revolt, right? To feel or uh, 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 a feel or a, it says a strong disgust about issues you disagree with. You'd be like, man, I ain't doing that. It's like we, you know, it, it's like you rebel against, you know, the government. Just say the government's doing something. You see that throughout history, you know, American history. They always rebelled against whatever. If it was too much or too unhumane, they rebelled, right? Mm -hmm. South rebelled against the dog, right? The Civil War. Everybody's rebelling, but it's it's the openly rebel. See, when we commit transgressions, it's not as strong as iniquity, but it's still rebellion, right? And what happens is with that rebellion, right? I wrote something here, right? I said, um, it's like when we feel a strong disgust. This is what I want to harp on. I want to touch. There are a lot of things in the Bible that I read. Not that I want to rebel against, but I don't want to do it all. <laughs> we all in here. I hate when Christians act like, Lord, I'm everything you say I want to do, Jesus. Uh, you know, especially, I remember um, when I was married, my ex-wife, she she struggled at when the scripture said, um, you know, uh, wives, you know, uh, 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 obey your husband as you do the Lord, right? And she said, you ain't acting like Jesus. I ain't got to listen to you, right? When you act like Jesus, I listen to you, right? But they give all them conditional clauses, right? They said, obey your husband as you do the Lord. And we used to go with it. She's like, I don't think it's saying, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. She used to struggle with that, 
right? Submissiveness. Yeah, submissiveness, right? You got to follow the man of God. You got to let your man lead. I don't care if you're making more money than him. You're making a million dollars a week, and he's making $20. You got to lead him. See, we live in a society where the person who makes the most money is the leader. <laughs> Back then, my ex-wife, she made the most money. So she felt, I'm the king around here. You know, I'm King Kong, right? And you little donkey Kong. But I'm King Kong, right? And my point is, the Bible says, though, under any circumstances, the man is supposed to lead. And the woman has to trust God enough to let her husband lead. But in turn, the Bible says, husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church. That means the church got so many issues. Look at us. Look at that. Look at the church. This church is, is, is towed up. Right? Look at the church. And the Bible says that love your wives like Christ loved the church. And that's a lie. Because sometimes we be want to say, nah. <laughs> she getting on my nerve. I want out. I'm tired of this. Right? So it has a dual thing there. And then I'm just using those highlights. This hundreds of scriptures that you read, you'd be like, I don't know. You know, when the Bible tells us, when Jesus, you know, tells us to, when he told Peter, he told Peter, he said that, except, remember, he told Peter, Peter was like, Lord, I, I die for you. He said, except you deny self. You know, the hardest thing for us to do is deny self. When I was coming up in the hood, it was all, of, we had a saying, it's all about self. I said, we got to be on top. We got to be the ones you know, you, you, you know, forget about what everybody else is doing. You get yours. As long as I'm getting mine, I ain't care about you. See, it was about me. It wasn't about nobody else. And I had to be rolling. I had to look good. I had, to, you know, so at the end of the day, right, going against self is a lie. Because the Bible says, no man has ever hated himself. We love ourselves by nature. We adore ourselves. Don't tell us we ain't got it going on. Don't let us get, you know, make it a little haircut. Don't let us lose weight. Start working now. You couldn't tell us not. We feel like we're God's gift to women. And y'all better accept it. We start getting focused and stuck on ourselves. It's easy to do that. And the Bible says you got to deny that. And deny self just don't mean deny yourself food or sex and all that. Deny yourself. We have certain things we want to do in life that really don't line up with the gospel. We don't line up with our ministry. And it takes over us and infuses us. And we be like, ah, ah, I don't want to do that. But Lord, can you understand that I really want to do this? And I need to do this for me? And God be like, no. <laughs> so you go ahead and let me know when you get tired. Because it ain't, it ain't getting off the ground. I'm going to block it. Right? So denying self is very hard. Certain things the Bible tells us to do. Love your brother like you love yourself. That's very hard. That's the one Jesus said. Always said, one commandment I give you. Children of Israel are 600 or something. So church, I'll give you one. Love your brother. Man, that's so hard because people of God, we be getting on each other. Nerve. Christians, crazy. I know some Christians. I know they say, but they, I'm like, Lord, well, you be not want to deal with them. Right? It's so hard to open yourselves up to people and you don't want to, you know, God wants to love the people we don't like. That's the ones that's easy for us to like. Amen. Amen. Like, that's your brother too. Go get him. Go talk to him. Call him on the phone. You're like, oh, brother. Lord, please, I don't want to be bothered with that person. So the point is, is that we have to open ourselves up and be a certain way that the scripture kind of goes against. And that's where, you know, certain people be like, forget that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just go live for the world, go back to the world, 
and they just rebel against God completely. They just flip on the Lord. They don't want to hear that. They be like, look, psst, I'm going to do me. I ain't feeling that. I remember I had a friend. He falls up on one of the four soils we talked about, right? He used to go to buy. I knew him for the street. We was in prison. His name was Mark. We used to go to some fellowship together. We used to fellowship. We used to, you know, we was good. We'd read the word. One day I ain't see him in Bible says. I ain't see him for about a week. So I went looking for him. I was like, yo, Brother Mark, what's up? I ain't Brother Mark no more. I said, Brother Mark? What? I ain't, it's too much. I ain't feel right. You know? <laughs> I, I wanted to do things. I know God, you know. I wanted to get high, smoke weed, masturbate. I wanted to feel good about it. <laughs> right? He told me all of this stuff, right? I was like, yo, Mark, man. No I'm trying to shit. Just, you know, stay the course. It ain't about more about. Yeah, whatever, bro. I'm good. And I would see him, and he would act like he didn't even see me. You got people that they transgress, meaning they rebel, they revolt. Because the word of God too much in there, they're not even feeling it. Like, nah. Because the flesh, you got to understand, the flesh wants to rebel against the word. Everything God is, the way because of the sin nature, it's ready to flip. So that's where it goes back to what we originally said in the beginning. Sin wants to rule over you, but you shall master it. So we got to understand all of this stuff here and this struggle and this fight and everything that we go through as believers. And so we don't fall under, so we don't become transgressors. Amen? Amen. 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 Hold on, we're going to stop there. I don't want to, there's one more I want to close with, but I don't want to do it yet. Hold on, I'm going to do one more verse and we stop. Turn to Matthew 5.20. Because I'm going to go one more week on it. Next week gonna be a short. Okay, I got it. Go ahead, read that. We're still talking about the degrees of sin is sin sin. It's all right. No, it's all right. You there, Alejandro? You can read it. It's all right. Five twenty. Okay, I got you next one. For I say to you, I'm sorry, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, mm. you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Stop right there. Mm, mm. He begins to go into different stuff, but I want to. He said, "Accept your righteousness." What is he talking? Mm. Y'all gotta understand the scribes and Pharisees. They was as righteous as a man could get on his own time. Mm. They wasn't running around messing with women. Nah. Prostitutes, they ain't get high, they ain't drink, they ain't like smoke, grace. you know. But they were, they were very, very puffed up, arrogant, and prideful about. Remember, I just said about mm -hmm. what they wasn't doing, mm -hmm. you know. And God, and what Jesus said, don't be like these dudes, because they think it's all about them. Mm -hmm. And how could your righteousness exceed that? The only way your righteousness can exceed them is that Jesus let know you need my righteousness, mm -hmm. because these guys think that they got it together. They think that they don't sin and they're not living a sinful life because they're not committing outward moral acts. Mm -hmm. He said, they are deceived. Why do you think Jesus said if a man look at a woman, he said, and lust after her, he commits adultery. Mm -hmm. See, the Pharisees thought they had that thing all smashed. They was like, we ain't running around here. This and he said, oh, really? He said, you ever look at a woman? He's like, mm, I want that. Every man in that room was stuck when Jesus said that. They were stuck. The Pharisees was in there. They was mad, though. They was like, we're going to get this dude. He was blowing them up. He said, now you. Y'all, yeah. who y'all think? Y'all wasn't for the common 
everyday struggling, dude. Mm-hmm. That was for the guys who thought they had it all together. Mm-hmm. See, all of this really is towards them. Mm-hmm. We be reading. Yeah. One thing you got to understand about the gospel. Before the cross, Jesus was really speaking to the people under the law. Right. After the cross, is really for the church. Right. He was dealing with all the crimes they was committing against the law. He was calling them to account, especially the scribes and the Pharisees. Because they were the doctors. They were the teachers. They was the one. They was teaching people wrong. And they was telling people. and putting. He said, y'all putting heavy burdens on people that God don't want them to carry. He said, y'all not teaching the word the right way. Y'all got these people thinking they lost and all this and that. And God died. He wants them too. It ain't about you. You think you got it all? He said, the world don't need you. Y'all don't need me. Y'all think y'all good. Y'all better confess that y'all sick. And that's when he began to talk about degrees, because at one time, they was just dogmatic. And when Jesus touched on the degrees of sin here, he wasn't really just teaching on it. He was blowing them up, because they thought they had it all together. Come on, you can keep reading on. Verse 21. All right, go ahead. Oh, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. For I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cape, without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. You just go ahead. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. And these are degrees, right? They're different degrees. But the Pharisees didn't teach that. They didn't teach like that. And when Jesus came, they was like, what? Because they looked at people as worthless. They look down to people. That word fool means worth. He said, whoever looked at somebody like you worthless, you don't matter, and talk to people like that, and look down on people. He said, he said they're going to be in danger of hell. He was talking to them because that's how they looked at people. You understand? Because they thought, again, they had it all together. He said, the only way to know law is not to be like these dudes. That's why God does not. One of the biggest crimes Against God, y'all, is self-righteousness. Mm. Thinking there's something about you that Amen. God is impressed with. Amen. He ain't impressed with us. Amen. Only thing that impressed God is when Jesus went to that cross and died Amen. for us. Amen. God is not impressed with nothing. I, I don't care if I never do nothing wrong for us outwardly from the human eye can see. God will never be impressed with Amen. And when we start looking at ourselves, like a lot of people, you look at them, they be so arrogant. Yes. What's one, one thing about false religion? It produces mm-hmm. arrogant, arrogant, arrogant people. Mm-hmm. They be so prideful. Mm-hmm. All my people I know, people I know that's under all that false stuff, they're the mm-hmm. most arrogant people. Mm-hmm. I'll be trying to talk to them. They be looking at me like, what? Who do you think, what? Mm-hmm. You know, because they ain't cursing. They ain't, mm-hmm. you know, they ain't never did nothing, you know, since they got saved. They got, no. You understand one thing I love about the Lord, and Paul says it. He said, don't ever let a man think he stands, least yeah. he fall. Don't ever think you got this thing together. Mm-hmm. At least you find yourself on, back on your back looking up like, Lord, mm-hmm. what happened? Mm-hmm. How I get down here? He mm-hmm. said, so you thought you thought something about you. Because I was a moralist for the first maybe eight years of my Christianity. Mm-hmm. I was a moralist. Everything was moral to me until I really learned who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And I realized it wasn't about my morality and the Pharisees didn't understand. And when he again, when he began to break down these degrees of sin, these degrees of you know what what they'll be in danger for, because most of the stuff is under the law, mm-hmm. the council, and he's not talking to the church. He was calling the Pharisees to account for what they were doing. And they didn't teach like that. They was like, wow. They were stuck. 
He went on. If you read, keep reading. He really, he said these vipers. When he called them vipers and snakes, we always highly emphasize in our ministry that the people was like, what? They looked to these people. They thought they was guided. They thought they was the religion. They really thought they was God's people. And when Jesus looked at them, he said, these clowns, these vipers, these snakes, he said, they full of dead man bones. They said the crowd was going, ooh, ah. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's why they wanted to kill him. I said, oh man, if I could get my hands. Wait, not yet, y'all. Man, we gonna get this dude. Because nobody never showed him up like that. But Jesus Christ was the only one who could do it because he was God. Amen. We're gonna stop right there. We're gonna come back. We'll come back next week. Amen. Amen. I pray that you enjoyed the message and we look forward to hearing from you. God bless you.